Welcome back to another episode of Three Cousins Do a Podcast. This is episode 60. Guys, this is the last episode of this season, season four. But next week, we'll be back with season five. You can follow us on Instagram at Three Cousins Do a Podcast. And guys, don't forget to give us a like here on Spotify. All right, guys. Thank you and enjoy. What's up, guys? Hey. What's up? Episode 60. We did it. I know. 6-0. We, uh, we almost five years, five episodes away from qualifying for retirement. So that's nice. I never plan to retire. Really? You, we, you don't we probably retire? won't get to we probably won't get to retire until we're older. That is true. Hopefully know. not. Hopefully not. I, I, I want to become really rich and retire. then I dream about retiring a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Work? Psh, nah. Are you are you overworked, yeah. TJ? Considering that I worked over seventy two hours this week, yeah. That's insane. That's three days straight. Monday through Saturday. You know, I say this to everyone I I meet. You chose this life. I did. And you know what else? This life chose (laughs) me. (laughs) What was that? I didn't choose the life. Did it? Wait, did it? Yes. Both called to him. I mean, I I mean, like that's literally how I get jobs. The the life has to choose me. (laughs) I have to know somebody, and that somebody has to hire me. (laughs) Well, it's a bit a bit of both. No, like. Both you asking and both people wanting you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not, I guess not asking, like, please give me a job, please. But, like, <laughs> hey, <you know>. man, <laughs> depending on how long it is until this next gig, I might just have to do it. Please, please hire me. <laughs> I'm a please, good worker. Please. For, uh, for those of you listeners who do not know, for some reason, um, both Jai and TJ are working in the film industry. Well, Jai is trying to, and TJ works in the film industry. And uh, mm-hmm. yep. so that's his his pain is coming from the pain of having to wake up early to go and be on sets and do things. What what do you primarily do? What was it? A camera I'm assistant? A production secretary. Production so secretary. So what I do is in the production office, I handle a lot of the filing and distribution. So whenever mm. a crew needs call sheets or other forms or scripts or anything like that, or to send out updates and memos from the studio or the producers, um, we get all the files that they accumulate on set because there's a whole bunch of like different reports and other things that they have to do because you have to like present all this stuff to the studio that contracted you to make this movie and paid you to make sure that you're doing it right into their standards. I, okay, I work um, mainly, my, my current job is as a scanning, part of the scanning department at, at a company. And I like... All of my work is just taking papers and scanning them and then organizing them and, you know, doing things to them so I can then send them off to the company. Clerical duties. It's on. Okay. On one hand, it's really like just the most mind numbing. Like my brain has never felt so smooth um, doing a job. But at the same time, it's like you can get really get that into is, the really get into like a really zen zone. I, I listen to audiobooks while I'm uh, while I'm uh, doing my work. Not sponsored by <laughs> Audible, um, but yeah, no. I, I so that's that's we're my not main sponsored, duty. but we talk about them every. We mention them at least talk, once every episode because <laughs> audiobooks are so fun. Audible is so fun, but um, no, I I low key like I wish I was working in a capacity that was a bit closer to my actual career choice. I mean, cause you're, you might be doing uh, like that sort of paperwork and stuff, but at least you're in the film industry, you know? Right. 
I mean, you prefer to be in pre. Well, it's not pre-production, really. It's production, it, it, but yeah, like you're yeah. not. It's like in the. Yeah, it, it's pre, to and during production, until they wrap. Yeah. And it makes you follow <laughs> the, the cookie crumbles. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Um, I yes, get to I laugh did, at you. I, I did just, yeah, I, I did just drop a pillow on my laptop while I was talking. You did hear that. I, I didn't even hear it. So what? you're absolved. You, I heard that. You are absolved. How the cookie crumbles. <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to say, like, I wanted to say, in terms of, like, working in... As a person who works in film and TV on the silver screen or what big screen or whatever, how do you feel like how do you feel about uh, TV and film transcending sort of two different mediums? Um, I know we were talking about uh, TV and film moving to maybe virtual reality or, or staying the way it is. Like, where do you think it's going to go? Where do you think it should go if it should go anywhere? I mean, it, it the thing about this industry is that you don't know what's a gimmick or a trend or what's going to be a part of the medium from then on. Like, like, right. You, you, like the current trend we're in is with all these different multiverses that are going on a little earlier yeah. on, it was like vampires a little earlier on, it was zombies, so on and so forth. But there are also things that can stick around or find their place. And I think like 3d in movies is a good example of that because when yeah. we were younger it was those red and blue glasses that you had to wear so you could see the yeah, one or two 3d sections in a movie but now you have like full yeah like you have full imax theaters now and like they really try and incorporate a third dimension into a lot of these movies now to like really help with immersion i think anything any tool that whose goal is to help you be more immersed in the medium i feel like has a chance of having staying power rather than just being a trend for me it's like books and audiobooks for me i always like the physical book rather than hearing it or even rather than reading it online i'd rather have the physical copy and i feel like that's what 2d versus I guess any like virtual reality or 4D or 3D experience is uh, for me in terms of like that kind of comparison. Um, and I feel like, it, I don't know, 2D is, it's non-invasive, right? And I'm still immersed in it because mm -hmm. I'm still immersed in the story if it's good. Yeah, I would argue it's more um, impressive if you get immersed in a 2D story. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. I mean, that, that speaks yeah. a lot. And it's the same thing with, with books too, like... You don't need all the sound effects that an audiobook brings to get immersed in that book. Of course, maybe you can't hear it, but you could probably see it. You're involved with those characters. So 2D, I mean, you don't need all this other stuff. Um, but I feel like because we're advancing so much with technology very fast, and especially with AI advancements, like technology is going to get even faster. I think that soon the standard will change maybe in another like 50 years like, we might have a new standard for it but i think 2d should always be the standard no matter what but mm. who knows as as a person who who is a consumer of film and tv rather than a creator i i i really appreciate the um comparison you brought up with audiobooks because i feel like that is a sort of 
it, it's sort of like a good uh I, I wouldn't say like map but like comparison of where things might go because because when it comes to books and um like uh fiction like a prose you have the physical books you have ebooks you have audiobooks and then you have dramatized audio and like all of those are different ways to experience experience whatever story i personally i love audiobooks as opposed to any other type of book i um like i like owning physical copies of books and anytime i buy an audiobook i try to buy the physical book as well so i can like maybe read along if i ever want to or just to decorate my shelves because i like having the physical evidence of having read a book but um ebooks are cool too um except i don't like staring at a screen to read um and then dramatized audio is also cool but i like when it comes to dramatized audio, which in, ca in case for some reason you don't know, um, dramatized audio is like you take a book and you instead of just reading it out like an audiobook would, you take the scenes in the audiobook and you you take the scenes in the audiobook in the book and then you uh, sort of dramatize them and make them as if they were a movie but without the physical uh without the um visual capacity uh so i like, like i like show. that compare yeah yeah but my favorite is the audiobook but i like having all those options because they bring different sort of uh they bring different perspectives and different um uh viewing or reading experiences and i i think that's why i think there is definitely a place for um tv and film to move to other uh mediums of viewing the first thing I thought of when I, I thought of like VR and film is like, it, it, imagine how immersive of an experience it would be to like watch hardcore Harry, but in, in VR, like that would be so cool, yeah, I right? Mean, that game, I mean that game, that movie was meant to be very uh, immersive in general because it's literally first, first person, person, right? Film. And you take that and you put it into like VR. So. I think that that has a place for someone or something. I think um what what's it called horror just the genre of horror in general add, add, add would have another layer added to it if it was right. a virtual reality like it, you would actually it would oh, be up sure. to you to physically escape the danger of the situation and like I, I think that honestly might be a little too real for some people depending on the story <laughs> like get, getting what? chased down by a slasher villain like gore and everything everywhere. You know what though, but doesn't that cross nah, I, over too much into ahead. game territory? Like, like at what point does um, do, at what point does something stop being a film? Because like, and that that's why I said Hardcore Harry because Hardcore Harry is just a movie you watch. But I'm assuming instead of but like instead of seeing the first person on the screen, you have the first person on yourself. I guess it's just you're not in control. That's really the only difference. I mean. I, I think the most make it weird. I think the most amount of control you could or should have is being able to look around you. But other than that, the uh, like, it's sort of like you're locked Ooh. in what and what you can do, or or that, that, that gives build in at that point. You're mm. kind of just in like a dream then. That, that I, gives I think idea. there's or just a basically VR oh, like world. A, a premise for one, it, it, I would mm -hmm. call it you are invisible, and mm -hmm. you'll be, uh, you would essentially be a third person in a story. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're not the protagonist or anything. You're just a bystander, but no one can see you because you're invisible, and you just have to witness these horrid things while trying not to like bump into anybody. That's cool. I like that idea. I, I think. I think in if you were to do film in VR, that's that's sort of like the area. The um, 
uh, approach you would have to take because you have to like the moment you make things interactive it's like at like that's just that's crossing over into game territory which isn't a bad thing that can just create its own little own little avenue and we have sort of we have things like that sort of if you look at games like until dawn or any of the sort of like uh, choice based games like that where you're essentially just watching things like a visual novel but you have some sort of input and then you add vr into that it, it like you know i think it creates a whole new experience but in terms of film itself it in terms of film itself like i think you would you like film scenes and then have a couple of camera positions and the person can look around based on those camera positions and sort of taken the entire scene um and i think that would be really cool like imagine imagine a murder mystery and you can like figure out the mystery on your own based on just looking around each scene or maybe like you're if you take a horror movie and you're watching the horror movie but you're you being the camera you can see the killer coming even the character doesn't and like it it adds a whole new layer Mm -hmm. to like the experience i think that would be really cool yeah i think with something like that because my my argument is not that we shouldn't have those things those different experiences but it's like would one of these things ever become the standard? You know, the standard of viewing or what is known as a film. I feel like, based on what you kind of just described, I feel like it's almost not possible, at least not right now, to do that only because by adding, you know, the viewer in such a position where they get to figure these things out based on their own vision instead of what the director what the editor chooses to show them it changes the whole game completely you know but but i will say that it did take it's a slow process and a bit of an evolution because there was a time when movies weren't even like the the standard bearer of entertainment it used to be yeah like uh either radio shows or just going out to see a play in like theater yeah other stuff like that it it, it's a slow process to replace and like uh, it it, it's hard to kind of quantify going from the one form to the next sometimes because they're so close like i would argue that streaming is slightly different from regular tv which was slightly different from movies but it's all the same kind of fundamental basis as of right now but we don't know what will be the next thing that'll change that? I mean, we already uh, can see anything on demand instead of like waiting for a specific time or having to go to a certain mm-hmm. place at a specific time. Mm-hmm. What is the next step of this automation? I think that I feel like with those go changes, go ahead, John. Lee. I, I I think that it's sort of like these changes. There's space for everything to coexist right now. I I do believe that, but I I also think that like in terms of these things becoming mainstream or whatever i think we might need it not necessarily this specifically but we need some sort of change to sort of get people's interests back up in these creative mediums i don't movies and tv they're and they're never going to die out it's never going to it's never going to go away but i do think that there's an odd sort of fatigue 
when it comes to going out, uh, like going out to see movies. And I don't know if it's just me, but I've I, I know a lot of people who recently have just like not been wanting to go see movies anymore. Like like they don't care. They don't want to go out to the theater. There there's not there's nothing that's coming out that's really interesting them. Maybe there's a couple like streaming and TV shows because they're always there always are going to be. But in terms of like actually watching media, like a lot of people have not been as interested as they used to be. And I think that having yeah. some sort of like some sort of like innovation might be necessary to like, kickstart things again, you know? Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, to your point, like a lot of the more interesting things now are TV shows um, because, you know, they can go longer. They can um, expand on ideas for longer and create a, a large fan base very quickly. Um, and people can get all the content, like, all in one. Whereas a movie, if there's, like, more parts, you have to wait and wait and wait. Yeah. Or, or it's not that good, the next film, you know. Uh, but you're right. I, I haven't really had much desire to go to the movies uh, recently either. I mean, I don't know. They're not, they're not really putting out too much that i want to see i have a couple of films lined up but it's like three you know what do you mean you're not tired of your marvel overlords i'm definitely tired of those guys (laughs) so exhausting they are exhausting me every time i see i mean even dc it's like yeah it's exciting dc like done tripping over itself I don't even no. I don't even care if if the films are good. That's that's the thing too. It's just like I think that DC might be on their way to picking themselves back up. Blue Beetle looks promising. The Flash is going to come out and that's going to reset everything. So that's that's just cool. But like it all in all, it's just that the whole thing is just like eh. I don't care anymore. The, oh, I wanna I wanna pivot a second if you guys want to let me. I feel. Go ahead. Like movies, specifically comic book movies, are becoming like comic books in terms of like the output and like the reception. Because yeah. like, I I all these movies are coming out, and I'm like, man, I don't really care. But like, it, and like all of them are sort of like weird, sort of uh uh like uh, unconnected in a way stories and like the people who are really into it are into it the people who are not aren't and they're a lot like comic books in that way where it's just like man do i really want to do i really want to read like this this person's incarnation of this character uh what what's going to happen yeah sure all these movies and they're going to come together in a crossover eventually but i'm not really going to read them un- unless like they have like really great reception but i think it's mainly the the output of these movies that's really that has them comparing to um, comic books in my mind. That's I just wanted to say that because I, I I feel like that's the sense that I'm getting from all the movies that are coming out uh, recently. No, that's facts. That's facts. Uh, did you want to say anything, TJ? Or no, no, he covered to it. His... <laughs> What'd you say? He covered it. He, he covered everything. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um... Yeah, it really is the frequency, I think. It's just like, oh, another superhero film. Yay. Great. Gosh. Yay. And it's, it, they're not even yeah, they're, being executed that well anymore because that's of the, the thing. production. Yeah. Superhero fatigue, is, is superhero fatigue is real. 
I'm not even because excited they're not for even heroes. Boys, though. They they don't save anybody. <laughs> don't. It's just oh, who's the bad guy we gotta beat up next week? Oh, let's crack some jokes and get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like where where Gosh. is the saving? Where, where, where are the acts the... of like moral goodness and mm-hmm. helping your fellow? He died with like, Iron Man. Everything. Oh, and, and like on that on that note, like. I love introspection and like character studies. Not every single thing has to be a character study, please, for the yeah. love of God. Like it's it's just like a lot. A, I feel like a lot of a lot of like movies, a lot of like superhero movies, just kind of forget that they can just be a superhero movie. They don't have to be in depth and crazy or anything. Exactly. Like and bring I, back it's okay. secret identities. You know why? Oh yeah. Because that helps you humanize the character. Because you have no oh, choice yeah. but to have them just be a human. Mm-hmm. That's why I think Daredevil was loved so much because of the dual life aspect, and that's not—it's—it's—it's it's it's like not normal. That's what—that's why Spider-Man is such a beloved hero. That's why Batman, for all his faults, is such a beloved hero. <laughs> and you know? Spider-Man is is finally getting a chance to maybe have a secret identity without like fifteen hundred people knowing about it. Gosh, it's so great! I I I do I really did love that scene at the end of um at the end of No Way Home when he when he goes to um uh, MJ and Ned and doesn't reveal his identity. Like I loved that so much. It it was so nice. Not to mention the final swing, but that's that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, no. I, I <laughs> why do I feel like every single episode some somehow one of us turns it into a superhero rant? Um. I know it's like 90% me, but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad of a rant. It was pretty, pretty on point. It's pretty on point. Mm-hmm. But um, just to wrap it back around to the main topic. Yeah, I think um, you're right, TJ, when you say it's hard to, I guess, judge that because this, this would be a, you know, a very big leap uh, if, if those types of forms of viewing were to become the standard. So it's hard but like you said like certain things that people think oh that's weird just become the standard kind of overnight and then it's like well the old way is weird now you know it's just it's how we move but i don't know i don't know uh something i would love to do if i was a producer and had like endless amounts of money was i would release a movie that had different versions or like different endings depending on where it was distributed so like the midwest Ooh, would have a different version than crazy. the northeast than mm. they would over on the pacific west and so like that would be really cool and people would that would start like a whole movement to like go to the different yeah you have to go to like the different that. theaters to see the other versions of the movie Unless it gets leaked, because the internet's crazy. Yeah, of course yeah, it would get would leaked, but, like, home. in a perfect world, that would be such a cool, like, experiment. It would be like a blue dress thing. Like, the blue and gold dress thing. It's like, oh, the end of the movie, this was this. It's like, no, it wasn't. That's not how the movie ended. What are you talking about? And it's like, yeah, but, exactly. but I saw it in the theaters, bro. Like, <laughs> There's one uh, character oh. that's only in one version of the movie. No, you know what really yeah, mess I, I really like Mr. Brigsby. Who? Who? That wasn't. <laughs> I think you it would sure be really cool if you just movie? made make like make the movies like have really really subtle differences. Like just like 
let's say a room is like a different color in a, in a, in in one in one version and like That's have like a bunch insane. of those weird little small differences and i think i would drive people insane but it would be such a cool experiment and that would get oh Dude, i I'm, i want that to happen go crazy i want that to happen so, so badly i mean at least the easter egg people would actually have something to talk about <laughs> yeah things that are, like, obvious did you know that oh my gosh did you see dude another Guys, thing that could look. potentially just like be absolutely chaotic though is if you had different versions people would never really know what was fake compared to what was real so like people could just upload their no own canon. versions of the movie and be like, I, I guess this is just a yeah. new version of the movie. Gosh, oh, that, I mean, that's the that, next step that of that multiverses. That creates a whole new experience. You you could that also a whole new it would be really crazy if you like, yeah, sure, you did like. Uh, regionally different versions but like within those regions you had like one theater in that region who had a different regions version yes yes <laughs> so you have a Wait, bunch of different overlaps now we're getting deep <laughs> so it's like, it's like yeah. finding a shiny pokemon <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude i want to i want now somebody to do this deep. man i want i want this no, to happen dude, the, the dollar theater on third street it, it has the other version we gotta we gotta go <laughs> it has the version bro and and it's and the three o'clock showing bro Top it all off. You you make it you make it like a limited viewing for like like two weeks, two weeks, and that's all that's all you get. No no Blu-ray releases, none yes, of that. You yes. just just make it a limited release and <laughs> and just blow the internet up. That would be oh gosh. Twitter would be going crazy. It would be like Pokemon Go when it first started. Yes, be so insane. Oh no, somebody please. Yeah, you do might that. actually cause like riots. <laughs> <laughs> I think Man. they haven't done it for a good reason. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> they haven't done it for a good reason. <laughs> um, briefly, with the time that we have remaining, I, I did want to ask y'all, um, what amount of time do you dedicate to just being creative a day? Whether that being writing or uh, just thinking of new ideas, just briefly. In terms mm. of thinking. Uh, a yeah, lot thinking, often, writing, I, I, I making wish, stuff like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like answering your point, thinking I do a lot. Like even when I'm at work, I'm constantly thinking of new ideas or what yeah. twists I can put on something or like revisiting old stories. My only problem is I don't have a lot of time, or yeah. when I do have the time, I'm I'm so exhausted that I can't write any of that stuff down. It's just all in my mind. Mm-hmm. I see. I, for me, it's like. A lot like TJ, my, my brain is always firing off on all cylinders creatively. Like what if I'm not unless I'm speaking or like actively doing something that's not creative, I'm I'm always I'm always like thinking creatively. But in terms of like doing things creatively like writing, I've been writing a lot recently, but what I realize is that like for me it's not productive to set aside uh, a certain amount of time to do creative things. For me it's like I set like achievements and goals for myself. So I, I like like recently, the only thing that allowed me to finish an outline for a, for a project I'm working on is like said, okay, today I am going to finish the long synopsis for this for this project, and tomorrow I'm going to finish writing, finish uh, um, the f like outlining the first act, and however much time I spent on it is however like is just however however long it takes to finish, and so it's like 
I might not be able to finish it in one day, but that's okay because I worked on the goal. As as long as like I'm working towards a goal, I don't really count how much time I dedicate. Because honestly, between school and work, I don't have much time. So it's like I, I don't really dedicate dedicate time specifically. It's just like as long as I'm working towards it, you know. Yeah, I think it's pretty much the same for me. I'll make a goal, and whatever amount of time I have. Uh, if I have a lot of time in the day, then I'll like I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna do this for an hour. But if it's like you know, I'm doing work, uh, like I'm going to work and then coming home, it's like, all right, well, I don't have that much time. So however much time, uh, I have a free time before like you know my brain just starts going on like snooze. I'm gonna just yeah. do either I'm thinking or I'm writing something down or what whatever it be. Um, I'll dedicate that. But I, I notice like, if I don't kind of give it, like, all right, I'm writing towards this specific goal or I'm trying to figure out this certain problem with my idea, then it just becomes, like, uh, a waste of time. So I, I definitely always try to have some type of goal uh, yeah. when, I'm, when I'm trying to be creative. Um, and in terms of just creativity in general, I've honestly noticed that I've become a little less naturally creative and mm. I more have to um, either look at inspiration first before I before like ideas start like connecting almost like warming up basically I notice I have to warm up more uh, versus mm. it just being like just I don't know just firing off um, so almost like forcing myself into it and then once I'm into it I'm there but before that, it's kind of just more like I'm thinking about life. I'm thinking about what I have to do, you know, when I get home or when I get to school, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So I've noticed that's been happening uh, as I get older. That's why which I think is kind of sad. But I think that's why it's important to like keep yourself in the loop by constantly reading things, watching things, listening to things, even if they're not strictly fiction. Like I've noticed a lot because like I'll be listening to my friends talk about something, and then like some of the, somebody will say something that seems mundane, and I'm just like, wait, that sounds like a good like plot line for a book. That sounds like a good like storyline. Like uh, th this this book series that I'm listening to, um, the the name isn't important, but like. I'll be listening to it and then I'll hear something and I'm like, wait, that's cool the way they did that. But what if they did this instead? What if they did this instead? I'll pause the audiobook and then spend some time thinking or writing down my ideas for that thing. And I, I think in order to stay creative, you sort of have to expose yourself to other creative things and constantly being constantly like reinventing your brain, I guess, and, and the way it thinks about things. I, I think that's a that's huge part, true. huge part of it. This summer, I'm definitely trying to finish my watch lists and, and watch more stuff because, yeah, between school and work, I have not been able to really watch a lot of things, um, or at least multiple things, I guess. I can watch, like, one show, but to watch multiple things, multiple movies and film, uh, TV shows, like... It's I didn't have enough time, but I definitely want to do that. Yeah, this summer. But hopefully our viewers will uh, spend some time and dedicate some time to watching while watching, listening to our podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Three Cousins Do a Podcast. We really appreciate you being here and make sure you like. Uh, you know what? It's not a YouTube video. 
make sure you share <laughs> share our profile. We're on we're on Spotify and uh, not on SoundCloud. I, 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 this is a mess. We're Three Cousins Do a Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and share with all your friends. All right, have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.